Welcome to the Mind Your OT Business Podcast, where we empower and equip occupational therapy practitioners to be savvy and successful entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Laura Park Figueroa. Ready to take action? Let's jump in. Hi, OT friends. Welcome to episode five of Mind Your OT Business. We are going to talk about the last few ways that we can manage our time well as business owners today. So episodes three and four focused on different ways that we can manage time as business owners because it is our hottest commodity, and that was requested by many of you. Talk about time management. So let's dive right in. Number seven on our list, we covered one through six in the previous episodes. Number seven is... Don't try to be an expert in things that you're not or in things that you don't enjoy. Okay, so for example, for myself, I wish that I was a graphic designer. I love playing in Canva, the online graphic design, do-it-yourself website. And unfortunately, I'm not that good at it. (laughs) So I do do some of my creating myself, but I can tell you honestly, I have wasted a lot of time trying to come up with things that I could probably go on Fiverr and get someone to create for about $5. For example, the podcast image that you see that's all cool with the picture of me and the cool font and the little microphone and the modeled background that looks kind of like tie-dye blue-green. Yeah, I didn't create that, okay? I spent hours in Canva trying to make what looked like a professional podcast cover and then realized after spending hours of my time that I could pay someone $50 on Fiverr to do this for me. And it was done in like a day. And it actually not even, I think it was same day that they got it back to me with a few little edits. It was probably 24 hours. So great example of me wasting my time, right? I spent hours trying to get it just right, the right colors. And I'm just not a graphic designer. So To manage your time well, you really should know what your hourly rate is and farm out the delegate, you know, farm out the things that you are not good at and have someone else do at a rate that is much lower than your hourly. So I really wasted probably five hours of my time trying to do that podcast cover. So anyway, and here's another example from my own experience as well. When I first started out in business years ago, I had a friend who worked at an entrepreneurial law firm. Basically, her firm advises entrepreneurs as they're starting up businesses. And she met with me for coffee. And the one thing I remember her saying was, do not attempt to do your own bookkeeping. Do not. Just you will mess it up. Just trust someone else. Pay someone else right away to do that. And it was the best advice that I ever got. So I currently use a organization called Mazuma, M-A-Z-U-M-A. And they are, in my mind, really revolutionizing the small business bookkeeping arena because they really focus on what is relevant to small business owners. And they have a flat fee where they will do your bookkeeping for the month based on your bank accounts. So you link your bank accounts to them. And then they um, also do your taxes and your personal taxes for the year. So your business and personal taxes for this flat fee per month. So I think I pay $150 
and I run payroll through them. They use ADP, but I run payroll through, you get payroll as part of your Mizuma subscription. And they do my bookkeeping and I have access to an accountant and to a bookkeeper whenever I need, I can ask my questions. So to me, that was really great advice to not do my own bookkeeping, but trust someone else to do that. And don't be afraid to spend money on the things that you are not an expert in. And finally, the last thing that I have in the don't try to be an expert when you're not or on things you don't enjoy is that I love to read marketing books. So I have never paid anyone for marketing advice. I have just read a ton of books and pretty much been a DIYer when it comes to marketing my services. And I think that's probably saved me a lot of money in the long run just because it's something I really love to do and I learn it by doing it, right? So I take what I've learned from books and I apply that. I change the writing on my website or I maybe try something different in my advertising and then I see how that does. So I learn by doing in the aspect of marketing. I love it. It is something I totally enjoy. And so that's something where I'm not really willing to pay thousands of dollars to someone who's an expert in marketing to tell me what to do. Because at this point, my business is running along smoothly. I'm not in a heavy growth phase right now because I'm doing my PhD. <laughs> so um, so I just think that the marketing piece is something that I'm okay knowing I'm not an expert on, but, but I'm not going to pay someone else to do it because I really enjoy it. Okay. So that was number seven on the list. Don't try to be an expert in things you're not or in things you don't enjoy. And then number eight is totally related because number eight is know when to hire help. So on the website, I am going to post a photo of what my life looked like before I hired Nicole Storms of Your Admin Solution to help me <laughs> because I was going crazy. So I was working with a business coach and I just was saying to her, I, I have four employees and I'm also teaching and I just, things are crazy and I can't figure out what I need to focus on because I just, my brain was on overload, right? And so I didn't have many of these systems in place that we're talking about either, but what my friend Christina did, who was my business coach, she helped me map out everything that I could take off of my plate, that I could delegate to someone else if I did hire someone to help me with a lot of the administrative workload of the business. And I will post the photo of that because it's a very funny list that is very long that I am very, very thankful to have Nicole helping me with now because it's a lot when you're in that growth phase. My goal essentially at the time was that I wanted to work on but not in the business. So what I mean by that, and you may have heard this in other podcasts as well, because a lot of, again, entrepreneurship podcasts talk about this, is that when you start your business, you're wearing all these different hats, right? You're running the business, you're working in the business, providing the actual services, and juggling all the other responsibilities. It's just you. And that is a really challenging phase. I recommend people start really small and slowly grow, but you will get to the place where it becomes a lot for you to manage and you realize that you really need help. So you need to free up your time to be able to run the business when you get to that point. So time management becomes really essential and also hiring the right help becomes really essential. I have to confess, this is true confession and I'm a little nervous to put it out there, but I have a lot of guilt that I really love running my business and that I'm not providing services anymore in my business. Like what I mean by that is I'm not 
currently in the woods working with children. I run an outdoor practice if you haven't listened to previous episodes. And we do outdoor OT groups for children. So I currently am not working as an occupational therapist in my business. I am working closely with my business manager, Nicole Storms, to manage the business on the back end. So I'm doing everything I can to really support my employees. I am, oh gosh, I can't even go through all the tasks right here, but you guys get it. I'm running the business, but I'm not working in the business. And so I have come to realize that I really love that part of business. I really love being the one to cast vision and to support the therapist to do their best work and to encourage them and to do the research behind why we do what we do to write the blog posts, to market our services, to talk with families about our services, all of those things I, I just really enjoy doing. And so I think some of my guilt comes from the fact that we are OTs and we're supposed to just really love helping the clients that we serve. And so I've, I really am working on, clearly, having this mindset shift where the work I do in my business is just as meaningful in supporting the families and the children that we serve because I see my role as really empowering the therapists that work at Outdoor Kids OT to do their very best work and to love their jobs and to be able to really free up their own minds to be able to focus on what the children need. So work being able to support them and give them the resources they need to efficiently write goals, document, write their reports, and communicate with families. So that's just my true confession for the week. I feel guilty that I really love running the business and I'm not working in it right now. Okay, let's move on to number nine. Number nine, overall, time management is about working smarter, not harder. So I'm going to get a little theoretical on you guys here because, you know, I'm doing a PhD, so I'm revisiting all of these really complex and really cool OT theories that, if we're honest, most of us have left back in graduate school and haven't thought about for a while, which is sad, actually, because we really should be using these theories to direct what we do as occupational therapists, right? The same way that we need systems for efficiency in our business, we need systems, theories, for efficiency in how we work as occupational therapists. But I digress. Anyway, this semester I had to take this entire course on occupational adaptation theory. It is a theory that was designed at Texas Women's University many years ago, like 30 years ago. And I just hated it at the start of the semester. True confession. Sorry, but I did. I felt like it was much too complex for practical use in daily practice as an OT. But what happened over the course of the semester is that I realized the theory of occupational adaptation, which we refer to as OA, OA theory actually is complex because it explains the nuances of what we do as occupational therapists. And now at the end of the semester, I would say that I'm an OA therapist. I love the theory so much. One of the reasons I love this theory is because I feel like it gets at the heart of what we actually do as OTs and the theory actually applies to so many life situations, including business. The main 
point of the theory. I'm not going to go crazy and go into like a lecture mode. But the main point of occupational adaptation theory is that our role as occupational therapists is to help people improve their relative mastery and their adaptive capacity. Okay, so what do those things mean? Relative mastery is the effectiveness, the efficiency, which we've been talking about here, with which you complete daily tasks or with which you face occupational challenges, as well as the level of satisfaction you have and the level of satisfaction other people have about how you face that occupational challenge. So effectiveness, efficiency, and satisfaction to self and others. That's what makes up relative mastery. Adaptive capacity is your ability to notice the need for change and to use your skills, your psychosocial skills, your cognitive skills, your sensory motor skills to face future occupational challenges. What we do as OTs is actually influence people's relative mastery and adaptive capacity. We're not looking at whether a person can just do a task. We're looking for that resilience, that underlying sense that they have of being able to face challenges in the future. And that's why I love this theory. So you may have thought of this as I was explaining the theory, but the efficiency piece of relative mastery is very important as a business owner because you might be effective, but if it takes you forever, you're going to get worn down really quickly. You might be relatively satisfied with how you completed something, but if you don't do it efficiently, you're not going to be able to manage all of those things you need to juggle as a business owner. So really, this whole series being on essentially managing our time and being efficient as business owners is aligned with occupational adaptation theory. I love it. I just love how it blends in. One of the other aspects of OA theory that I love, which is so relevant to what we do as business owners as well, is the concept of primary energy and secondary energy. We use primary energy when we are focused very hard on solving a problem. And oftentimes when that happens, our prefrontal cortex just gets overloaded, right? (laughs) And we can't think anymore. But the other type of energy, according to OA theory, is secondary energy. And secondary energy is the energy that we use when we essentially place something on the back burner, right? We're not really thinking about problem solving. So maybe when you get really tired and exhausted, you've expended all of your primary energy and you know that you need to rest, That is when you place that problem, whatever you were working on that was perplexing you, on the back burner, you're letting it marinate. You're just letting it sit there. It's still a problem. There's not a solution, but you're going to go do something else for a while to clear your mind. You're using secondary energy at that point. You might go take a hike. You might be doing dishes or laundry. You might just be driving to pick your children up from school. You might be resting, taking a nap, whatever it is. You're on secondary energy at that point. You are not using that problem-solving, intense-focused energy in your mind to solve the problem. That is secondary energy. And the best solutions to problems come when we are able to shut off that complex thinking part of our brain and let ideas percolate up naturally. And so I just thought it was so cool that in this theory, 
there is this concept of primary and secondary energy, which refers to how we work as business owners. We have to be able to know when we need to go on secondary energy so that we can have those ideas percolate and we can come up with good solutions to our problems that are perplexing us when we are too focused and using all of our primary energy. Knowing when to put something on the back burner and stop using primary energy and use secondary energy is the way that we can work efficiently as business owners. It's how you work smarter, not harder. One last one. I was going to end with nine, but I have one last thing that I wanted to say about time management as a business owner. And number 10, most important of all, the thing that always goes by the wayside, take care of yourself. Please do not stop taking care of yourself. By this, I mean taking time to go for a walk outdoors, enjoy nature. That's my big thing. Go for a run, play with your kids, meditate, pray, journal, do all of these things that contribute to your own health and well-being so that your priorities stay in line because that can get that can just make us go totally off course in our lives if we don't take time to do those things that are really important because that's what will continually fuel us as business owners if we are taking care of ourselves. So your action item this week I think should be to do something nice for yourself. That's it, guys. Let's wrap up here. I will put a list of all of these strategies for time management on the website at mindyourotbusiness.com. If you click podcast and go to episode five, you will find it there under the show notes. Please, if you have learned anything from this podcast, please, please leave an honest review wherever you listen to podcasts because that really helps us reach more OTs. And I will talk to you guys again really soon. I, I'm trying to get a schedule for how many of these I think I can do. I would really love to do weekly, but I think realistically it's going to be more like every two weeks that I can put a podcast out. So let me know what you want to hear. Again, on the website, just drop me a line there and let me know your questions and what you need information about in running a business. So remember, the same thing I always say, small steps make great gains over time. So until next time, mind your OT business.